Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's up, everybody? Stacy Blackwood here from Believe in the Blacklist on the Believe Network, and I'm joined by my good friend Hampton Sipper. Hampton, uh, th- this last episode of the Blacklist, just uh, I- incredible. One of the best episodes that I remember seeing in, in really a couple years, in my opinion. Uh, first of all, how are you doing? And second of all, what are you thinking about season nine on the Blacklist? Stacy, I'm doing great. Glad to join you here tonight. Appreciate you having me on talk a little blacklist. And man, I couldn't agree with you more. This was one of the better episodes um, of the season for sure. Probably the best. Um, and honestly, one of um, the better ones since the Neville Townsend um, Elizabeth Keene arc um, from last season. So uh, really kind of enjoyed this season up to this point. There have been a couple weak points um like with flashback episodes with wrestler um you know just some slower um episodes kind of moving the plot forward but it really picked up this week it really has picked up the last two episodes i thought have been really solid and it looks like the last handful of episodes are really going to be you know fantastic television here as we close out season nine which is really hard to believe and we're really going to talk about you know kind of what happened this last episode and what we think could happen moving forward but if you're not already hit that subscribe button hit that notification bell give this video a thumbs up and if you're not watching on youtube and you're listening on apple podcast leave us that five star written review there on apple podcast as well all right, Hampton, a, a lot has happened. You know, the last episode, a lot happened, but we didn't really get anywhere. We're, we're really back to square one, mm-hmm. other than the fact that, that the task force and Red now know what Cooper has kind of been going through, you know, for most of this season. So, but other than that, we really didn't gain any traction uh, as far as moving the story forward. But uh, just a lot happened in that episode uh, between, you know, the – uh, Aram ciphering the, the voice box guy and, and finding mm-hmm. out who he is and uh, them bringing him in. And then I thought one of the most interesting characters was, was his lawyer that come in, you know, no, he was on screen, what, two or three minutes. And he really just, he took <laughs> over the screen. In my opinion, he was absolutely, he demanded the screen in his short time there. Uh, so I thought that was interesting. Uh, but, but what I want to talk about first is, is when the task force first finds out about Cooper's involvement and, and what's going on with uh, Andrew Kennison and how Cooper has kind of had him detained in a safe house for a few weeks now, how quickly the task force, mm-hmm. aside from Aram, really turned on Cooper and, and was re- willing to just say, you know what? kind of screw this guy. Let's just, <laughs> let's, let's, let's do like FBI people are supposed to do instead of sweeping on the rug, like we have for the past, you know, near nearly decade, uh, except for a ROM. And I thought that scene between park and uh, wrestler and a ROM was really powerful. And, and especially the fact that a ROM was, you know, he is, he is loyal to the core. 
uh, when you talk about members of the task force, including Cooper. So what, what were your thoughts on that scene and how it kind of played out? Well, I agree with your Iran point. It kind of reemphasized the type of character he is with always trying to see the good and everything and good, you know, the good in everybody. Um, you know, he kind of did the same thing with Liz when she was doing all that. Um, last season, kind of going off the deep end, he constantly believed in her um, and was trying to hope for the best and uh, kind of rationalize what she was doing. And he was doing the same with Cooper. But like you, I kind of found it odd how quick they were to t turn on him. I mean, Dembe was like, basically, there's no other explanation. He um, like He's behind the whole thing. And um, from a guy who is like the steady arrow in the show, one of the more trustworthy guys, uh, one of the more people of integrity in the show to completely dismiss him like that um, was kind of surprising. Um, I'm glad Wrestler was kind of the one to finally heed Aram a little bit and kind of, um, you know, hear his side and try to rally the others to do the same. But I did find it odd that they were that quick to turn on him. Yeah, that was really one of the mo most surprising scenes of the entire episode. And and like you mentioned, Dembe was so quick to turn. Uh, and Wrestler, and to me, Park was also really quick to turn. Wrestler yes, was. was. Kinda, wrestler was kind and we're going to get to that here in a minute. But Wrestler was <laughs> uh, was kind of in limbo there. You know, he wanted to trust Cooper, but he is, you know, for the most part, a by-the-book type of character. And, and so he was, he was trying his best to kind of, weather those and, and sustain those those differences there and and Iran was really just like you mentioned he's he's always wanting to see the best in everybody and uh for for all that he's kind of been through with Samar and uh what was that other lady Melody who was kind of crazy and wanting him to do all these crazy things and mm -hmm. he, he's just always wanting to see the best in everybody he saw that with Liz last season and he stuck by Cooper when nobody else wanted to and, and almost like he was willing to fight for his for Cooper in that situation almost. And, and, and I believe I like this, this wrestler in this episode better than I have wrestler most of this season. <laughs> I know, I know we've talked about it in text messages back and forth, uh, you know, really all season long. And his story this season has been, uh, odd, I guess is, is the nicest way I can put it, but I, I, I like this type of wrestler the best wrestler is a leader in my opinion. And, and he really, once he, took Aram's side. He really kind of took hold of that situation and led the, the task force moving forward. And and that's the type of role that, and character that, that, you know, Diego needs to play as agent wrestler. And I just thought that scene was so interesting because of the dynamic between all the characters and they all delivered their lines really good in, in that scene. And I thought that was a very, mm -hmm. very, very fun scene. And, and we, we talked about Park for, for a minute, and uh, this is another reason I wanted to bring you on, Hampton. We, we talk, we text almost after every episode about kind of what's happened real quick, and, and you know, we were both like, all right, so who's behind all of it? And, and you brought up a very interesting character that not a, a lot of other people are talking about. I keep up with it on, on social media and Twitter, and uh, not many people are, are bringing this character's name up when, when they're talking about kind of who's behind uh, the events that are going on right now in season nine. So uh, Hampton, I'm going to kind of give you the floor for a minute and kind of give us your theory on who is really behind and orchestrating this whole ordeal. 
Yeah, Stacy, and I didn't really think it before this episode, but there were a couple troubling signs that lead me to say I want to call Agent Park to the stand and get some questions answered because it was really odd how at the end kind of everything's culminating and um what what was his name? Reginald and Reginald Colt. Yeah, Reginald Colt, yeah. Yeah, he was in questioning. And as soon as he got in questioning, all the other agents are talking. Panna Baker, my girl, glad to have her oh, in a leading yeah. role. Love Panna Baker. Yes. You know, she's kind of um, debating with the lawyer. Um, all the other agents, Aram, Dembe, and um, Wrestler are all chiming in, trying to fight against letting him, you know, talk to Reginald. And Park is being eerily silent, hasn't said a word the whole time. Then she's the one asked to go and lead the lawyer into um, the interrogation room with Colt. And when she opens the door, she gives him like a look and a little bit of like a nod in like a weird, like a weird way of like they knew each other. They had some type of history. I don't know. It was just very it was very odd. She didn't seem like upset or reluctant to do it. And then after that, she didn't say a word. Um, and we know she's had a little bit of a checkered past with Reddington. She's not that big of a fan because he kind of has um, leverage against her from, you know, him um, from her using him to like clean up her messes a couple times. Yeah. And so she has a little bit of a motive. And I just thought her behavior in that ending scene was really weird. And my other candidate, and I've kind of thought this the whole season, but isn't his name Lou, the guy that help is helping Cooper? Yes. His friend yes. Lou. He's been shady all year long, too. And after the phone call in the beginning of the episode, I don't think we see Lou for the rest of the episode. So, you know, him kind of helping clean up, him kind of, he would know um, all the steps that are being taken by the FBI because he's in constant communication with Cooper. Um, all that is just kind of, he's acting very shady, but that's kind of my case for Park and my other kind of honorable mention. But Stacy, you know, you talked about a guy, um, that you thought might be behind it. Why don't you tell the audience about that? Yeah. Um, I, you know, and, and I love the Park theory and I need to go back and, and, and watch, watch this episode and, and watch the interaction between Park and the lawyer that's going to see Reginald. I, I want to see that interaction there. Uh, for myself. Uh, but yeah, and this is kind of a character and, and I agree with Lou too. Lou is, is a guy who at first I thought, Oh yeah, this is the guy who's behind it all. But then over the next few episodes, you're kind of, you see more of him and you know, him and Cooper seem to be really close. Cooper's brought him into the post office several times. So uh, you're right on that, that standpoint, he has all the knowledge and uh, of the inner workings of the task force and what's going on. And so that that is a very plausible uh, explanation for what's been going on. But I, I, I'm I'm leaning towards Marvin Gerard. Uh, Marvin Gerard is is connected to both Reddington and the task force, really, and and he has the abilities and the capabilities of of kind of moving all these pieces around, so to speak, from on a chessboard. And so I, I just feel like he is, you know, he he, he kind of shows up a lot this season in areas of the, of the season when, you know, the, 
the thing with Liz is really being talked about a lot. You know, he's mm-hmm. not really been in the episodes when uh, that's really been put on the back burner. It's kind of just been by the book blast blacklister episode of the week. But each time the mythology of the show is, is being talked about Marvin Gerard is there. So I just feel like the, and it could be a, a red herring. The, the, the writers could be setting us up. Uh, the motive for Marvin to me is simple. Last season, Liz set him up. Uh, which then, you know, that he betrayed Reddington. So Reddington had Brimley torture him. So he has he has motive there against Reddington and uh, and against Liz. And he has always spoken about how Red has has invested too much into Elizabeth. So mm-hmm. uh, he, he does have that motive. But I, I, the more the days go by from the episode, I feel like that just seems like it's too obvious of, of a choice. And I don't feel like the writers are gonna are gonna do that. I feel like they're leading us down a different path. It could be Lou, it could be Gerard, it could be somebody that we have not even met yet that is a big bad that that's really gonna be pushed into season ten for all we know. Because before we know it, season nine is gonna be wrapped up. But you know, that's that's really my thoughts right now on who is kind of pushing this against Cooper and against Red and what happened to Liz. I have mm-hmm. a feeling it's Marvin, but I'm not gonna be surprised if it's somebody else entirely. Yeah, and I think I think it's going to be somebody we know because I feel like if it's someone we've never heard of, the emotional connection and like the, the betrayal that Red um, will feel and Cooper for that matter, it won't mean as much if we don't have a backstory and an established relationship with that character. So I definitely think it'll be someone that we know and someone – that we kind of trust, like you were saying, like with Marvin um, or hey, or Agent Park. Now with Lou, yeah. I wouldn't, you know, I really wouldn't care because I don't have any um, uh, preconceived relationship or affection for him as a character. Um, but it would hurt Cooper because he, I mean, he was the first person to show up when that whole incident with Cooper happened and kind of led him down this trail and dug himself a deeper and deeper hole. So, um, you know, that'll be, it'll be very interesting to see how they resolve it. Yeah. And, and what's crazy is uh, we keep talking, the season nine is really almost over. I mean, is what, what there's six episodes left. So, uh, that, that's not a lot of television. They're going to have to start winding things down because I don't imagine this, this story arc going into season 10, I feel like this is going to play out and something else is going to happen at the end of this season. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on that? Do you think this, this story arc is going to continue into season 10? I hope not, because I think if you did that, it would be kind of prolonging it too much. Yeah. Um, and I think in season 10, like, you know, they've kind of gone a fresh direction this, you know, this season. I think they need to kind of reinvent the wheel in season 10 and not kind of stay attached to the storyline. Now, maybe for like an episode or two, um, you can kind of resolve the whole issue if um, like Red having to go after whoever did it. Um, but I feel like we should know by the end of this season who um, who betrayed Red and who kind of led Liz to the slaughter, you know. 
Yeah, exactly. There, there's so many questions that, that, that need to be answered, and there's a lot of ways that the riders can go about it, and I'm excited to see how this season finishes. I think this season has a chance to finish on a very strong and positive note, and and you think about this show that's that's going on nearly a decade of running and, and how good the show still is and how good the show can continue to be. You know, a lot of it has to do with Jane Spader. I mean, and mm-hmm. we've talked about it, uh, each of us have, of how phenomenal he is at playing Raymond Reddington and what a great character he is. And uh, speaking of of Reddington, this last episode, he felt like Reddington of old. I mean, he was, he was mad. He was angry. He was vicious. He was Mm -hmm. vile. He was to the point. uh, Just, just, just phenomenal. James Spader can pull that off in a way that, that really nobody else can. And, uh, just it, it's so much fun to watch this show continue to, to, to deliver. It's, it's just so amazing. Mm-hmm. And another thing that I really like that they've done this season is as much as I loved Red and Dembe together, I love Red and is her name Weecha? Is that her name? Yeah, Weecha. Yeah, Weecha. I really like her character. Like she's very um, kind of silent and assassin, but I really like her presence and her kind of um, unique relationship with Red, and I think that was a smart move by the writers to kind of freshen that dynamic up a little bit. You know, um, with Red and Dembe, they have such an established relationship, and I thought it was nice to have someone fresh in there. Yeah, I- I'm glad you brought that up because w- when the season first started getting getting to roll, I was like, I'm not sure about this this chemistry between Weecha and Red, but uh, man, the, the more this season goes on, they have great chemistry. They are so good together. They, they really feed off each other really well. And I, I'm like you, I like the way the riders have kind of uh, pinned their relationship with each other and how they, how they kind of work off each other. And I'm really enjoying the growth that Weecha is having as a character in the show, because she, she's getting more to do each and every week. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more, man. Couldn't agree more. And I can't wait to see uh, the episode this week and kind of where we go from there and who, ki- you know, who killed Reginald Colton as lawyer at the end, which, by the way, I didn't get to say. I totally agree with you about that lawyer stealing the <laughs> scene when he arrived, because um, as soon as he like went off in the road, I said, wow, he's going to have. He's going to be a really interesting character. And then it was like, oh, nope, bullet holes. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, that was quick. But he was um, really, really interesting, really captivating. And I thought it was a good um, two-minute time to shine by that actor. <laughs> yeah, I really hate that he is gone because I thought he could be – I thought he was going to end up being the big bad when he was first introduced because mm-hmm. of how dynamic he was on screen. Uh, and then as soon as him and Reginald started walking out the building, I was sitting there. My wife doesn't really watch the show, but she was watching that episode with me. And I said, they're both about to die. There, there's no doubt about it. They're both about to die <laughs> because they, they wouldn't be showing them getting into the car if something wasn't going to happen. So uh, I, I felt that coming, but I, I was really saddened because I was enjoying uh, uh, that lawyer. And I cannot think of his name now. Uh, LaCroix. And, and also, yeah, LaCroix. LaCroix. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he kind of gives me the, the Matthias Solomon vibes. Remember him from a few yes. seasons back? Dude, I was thinking the exact same thing. Yeah, absolutely. 
But anyways, hey, Hampton, I really appreciate you jumping on to kind of discuss the the, the big storylines of what's going on right now in, in season nine of the Blacklist and kind of doing a quick – kind of really, we did kind of do a quick recap of this last episode, and uh, there's a lot to be excited about moving forward. I, I'm so glad you took the time to join me on this episode, and hopefully you can join me again uh, moving forward. Yes, Stacey, anytime, man. I appreciate you having me on. It's always good to talk. Uh, the Blacklist with you is a show we both love and have followed since the beginning. So uh, anytime that you want me to come on, I'll be happy to, and I appreciate the opportunity. Absolutely. Well, Hampton, you take care of yourself and, uh, and enjoyed having you on. But uh, that's going to that's gonna wrap up our episode. Uh, Hampton actually got cut off for a second there. But he is back with us. But we're, we're wrapping things up, and uh, uh, but uh, gotta love technology. But uh, really appreciate everybody joining joining us today. I hope everybody enjoyed the episode. We're gonna get Hampton back probably at the end of this season to kind of do a full season nine recap. He done that with us after season eight concluded, and that was a really successful episode. So we're excited about what's moving forward here on season nine of Blacklist. If you're not already, hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell, and give this video a huge thumbs up. For Stacy Blackwood, this has been Believe in the Blacklist. Until next time, y'all take care. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.